the Grand Theft Podcast episode 91, 7 Tips for Work at Home Creatives. I'm Jess Van Den and this is the Create and Thrive Podcast. A former school teacher, I turned my handmade hobby into a thriving business and I also teach other creatives how to do the same. My goal is to help you learn how to turn your creative hobby into a thriving, profitable business. So let's get learning. Hey Thrivers, Jess here. Welcome to another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast. It's lovely to be with you again. I'm currently in my little chalet in Hakapa, Japan, and uh, we just arrived yesterday and it has been snowing constantly since we got here, which is amazing to me because I've never seen it snow properly before. (laughs) So I've been kind of mesmerized by the beautiful snow and uh, went out for a walk in it today which was interesting <laughs> but fun and uh, it's too actually too snowy uh, and too windy up on the slopes to ski today but we're going to be doing some skiing um, I've never skied before I have snowboarded once before but I haven't skied so I'm going to be learning to ski this week so that's going to be fun that's pretty much my week <laughs> learning to ski during the day and hanging out with my friends and and trying various different restaurants of an evening. And then uh, at the end of this week is the end of our holiday in Japan and we'll be heading home to hot, hot summer, which is going to be quite the contrast and I'm not missing it. (laughs) So I'm not really looking forward to getting home to it, but, you know, all holidays must come to an end eventually. So that's what I've been up to. I hope you've been having a lovely week. Uh, I am going to chat to you today about some stuff that's come up uh, in the Thriver Circle the last few days. We had a chat this morning and a lot of people were talking about, you know, it's the beginning of the year but that, that first January sort of flush of enthusiasm might have died down by now and you know, keeping motivated can be a struggle sometimes. Uh, you know, you can feel overwhelmed, you can feel restless, you can feel pulled in too many directions. So I thought I would uh, record an episode about, um, you know, ways to make your workday more efficient. So this is seven tips for work at home creative, seven things that I recommend to try to make your day work more smoothly, uh, your week as well. And also just to help you mentally, you know, feel a bit more organized and calm and on top of things. So that's what I'm going to be chatting about in this episode. Uh, I do apologize again as well. Uh, I, since I am traveling, you might have noticed the sound quality on this episode is not brilliant. I don't have my beautiful podcaster mic with me because it's quite big and bulky and that wasn't coming to Japan with me. So uh, I do apologize if it's a little bit less than uh, less quality than it normally is. But I hope the content is worth it for you. So let's begin. The first recommendation I have is to have a dedicated uh, work day or work hours. Now, this is obviously going to differ depending on your life and what's going on. So by work day, I mean hours like, you know, 9 to 5, 10 to 3, whatever it might happen to be. You know, which days of the week are you going to work? Are you going to have the weekends off? Are you going to have certain days of the week off because you do markets on the weekend? How is that going to work? I highly recommend that you do not work every day. 
you know, it's very tempting too, especially when you have your own business. And especially if you're in the first few years of, of your business, you may feel that pressure to be on all the time. But I'm here to tell you now that you don't have to be on all the time. Uh, you can take time off. You can take whole days off and not even check email and the world won't won't stop spinning. Uh, things won't collapse, you know. Especially if you have weekend days off, you know, people understand that you need some downtime and that's just something, you know, it's a boundary you have to set for yourself. You may prefer to have, you know, to work every day but have half days off or something like that. But I highly recommend you have some set time, downtime or some time off if you can squeeze it in because if you work all the time, you just weigh yourself out and you weigh yourself down and you run out of enthusiasm and then everything is just that much harder. So if you don't have outside of, you know, other responsibilities, you can set a work day that works for you, you know, hours that work for you. Uh, if you do have other responsibilities, you might have a part-time job or you might have kids or whatever else it might be that you need to do. Try to work out a routine that you can fit concrete hours in every week that you can set aside and go, that is my work time. And, you know, the, the reason for that is that you can then really train yourself to know when work time is and when rest time is or when other time is. And when it's work time, you focus. You don't waste time procrastinating. You don't kind of half work, half do something else. Uh, you know, there are some things you can kind of get away with multitasking on uh, for example maybe uh, I know one of our Thriver Circle members when she's cooking dinner that's when she does her Instagramming because you know you get those gaps in between doing parts of the dinner so that's something you can fit in in those gaps but if it's dedicated you know sitting down making stuff sitting down writing emails or blog posts or whatever it might be you really need focused dedicated time for that and having that time set aside just it helps you your brain recognize this is work time I need to pay attention to focus now and you might what I also recommend is you actually minimize this might sound weird but actually give yourself less time to get stuff done because and make sure there's a buffer when I say give yourself less time go to that you know my work hours are going to be 11 to 4 but if there's extra work, I can work till five or I can start a bit earlier. Because what, you know, there's it's a rule. I can't remember the name of it right now. But the old rule is that work will expand to fill the time you allocate for it. So if you allocate heaps of time for something, it'll take you all of that time to do it. Whereas if you allocate a little bit less time, you'll probably get it done in that time. Uh, you know, or and if you don't, you can just push on a little bit further. So have a dedicated work day. You know, I have I have work hours, I have work days, Monday to Friday. I usually start work about 11 a.m. and usually finish work about 4 p.m. And if I need to, I work outside of those hours. For example, uh, I might run Thriver Circle calls or chats earlier in the morning or later in the evening. Sometimes I'll record podcast interviews outside of those hours. But that's because it works best for my uh, members or for the person I'm I'm working with with the interview but I know that ahead of time I've planned it ahead of time it's something that is scheduled in for a reason but my core work hours are always the same and I generally you know can get my work done in those hours and it means I'm free to do other stuff with my time so having those core work hours is a really really good idea you know and if you if you are at the point where you're like well you know, I've got kids with me all the time or I'm, I'm caring for somebody. You really need to consider 
getting help with that. You know, put your kids in daycare once a week or get a babysitter in to take care of them for one whole day a week or a couple of afternoons a week. You know, uh, whatever it might be, however you can do it so that you can have some dedicated, focused work time, it'll make a huge amount of difference to how you feel about your work and also to your productivity. So I highly recommend you think about doing that. So my second tip is to have a dedicated workspace, even if it's one you set up and then take down again. And if that's the case, you definitely want, you know, boxes or a cupboard where everything's organized and it's really streamlined. You know, you pull this out and that out to do that job and you put it away again. But ideally, you want to have a dedicated workspace, uh, making space and admin space. Uh, you know, if you tend to be the person who does your admin on the t on a tablet or on the laptop in the kitchen or on the couch, it can it can be a bit distracting. You know, rather than having a se separate quiet space where you can do your work. And of course, there's some stuff. You know, if it's it's mindless stuff, you you can do it around other people. But if it's you know again dedicated focused work, you it's really beneficial to have that separate space. Um, so it really helps you when you have a dedicated workspace, everything's organized. You it helps you get in the zone of work. You know, it helps your brain click into work mode. And it also means you spend way less time organizing stuff and wasting time moving things or uh, you know, trying to find something. I used to be terrible with this. I used to be so disorganized. I would put stuff in all sorts of places and I would waste so much time trying to find things until I just realized no I need to organize my physical space so my studio my office and also my digital space you know making sure all of my files are in the right places easy to find on my computer or on Dropbox all of those things save a lot of time in the long run so really have a dedicated workspace and have things organized and set up so that you minimize wasted time when you're trying to do your work the third thing, and I've spoken about this before in podcast episode 16, so I highly recommend you go listen to that if this is something that interests you, but it is to have a morning routine. I'm very passionate about morning routines. I think they're incredibly powerful because the way you start your day really influences how the day goes. You know, if you start your day waking up late, rushing around, focusing on what other people need, not taking care of yourself, and then by the time you get to work, you're flustered or stressed or run off your feet, that's just kind of going to carry through. Whereas if you have a morning routine that is nice and ritualized and habituated, you know exactly what your morning has, uh, you know, is, has ahead of you, and it just helps everything to be smooth. It helps you to get in the right headspace. Uh, and it helps the day start off right. Now, this is going to be different for everybody, obviously, because everybody's life is different. But some things I do recommend, uh, a couple of things that you could try, um, is making sure you have a bit of you time. So by that I mean maybe you want to meditate or exercise or go for a walk or just sit quietly with a cup of coffee without anybody annoying you for 10 minutes, <laughs> whatever it might be, something where you actually give you, nurture yourself a little bit first and put yourself first before other people, before your customers, before your business, 
you take care of you. And then you know that you've done that and you can come from that place of uh, generosity and enthusiasm rather than feeling like you've been wrung out before you've even started your work day. Uh, so in that episode 16, I talk about my, my own morning routine, which is quite long, and I am lucky enough to be able to do that with my life. I have It's actually a couple of hours before I even sit down to work in the morning. I have a few things that I do. Um, I exercise and I uh, do some yoga and meditate and have a shower and have some, you know, a cup of coffee and get dressed and, you know, all of those sorts of things. You know, there's that old joke that when you work from home, you can work with, you know, from your pyjamas. And I won't lie, I have worked in my pyjamas before. (laughs) It does happen occasionally, especially if I have to get up super early for a podcast recording or something. I might just drag myself out of bed, have a a quick cup of coffee and do that rather than getting up hours before I normally would. Uh, But once I've done that, then I go, I kind of... It's kind of an anomaly and then I slip back into my regular morning routine and and work through that before I go back to working again. So I highly recommend you you treat yourself as if you were leaving the house. Um, You know, so you you get those, you know, that exercise or that you time or taking care of getting the kids to school or whatever it might be, um, having breakfast with your, your partner or your family having a shower or or just, you know, getting dressed in some work clothes. And by work clothes, obviously, I don't – I'm not the sort of person who thinks you need to dress up in fancy clothes when you work, especially makers. You know, we often do stuff that's messy. You just – your work clothes, whatever they may be, just something that's not (laughs) pyjamas. Or if it is pyjamas, it's another pair of pyjamas. It's like work pyjamas. You can have work pyjamas. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, So comfy clothes. (laughs) I wear very comfortable clothes at home, that's for sure, when I'm working. So so that, you know, you, you make that switch. You're like, okay, that's it. I'm ready to work now and go off and do your work in your home studio or your dedicated workspace, as we just discussed. So, again, this helps you get in the right mindset. And can, and um, complementary to this is your an evening routine. I believe I've spoken about this somewhere as well, but I can't remember where. I don't think it was a dedicated podcast. I think I mentioned it in a, one of my other podcasts. But an evening routine does the opposite. It helps you put work aside and wind down. I highly recommend you don't look at emails first thing in the morning or last thing at night. You only look at emails during work time. So that dedicated work time that we talked about earlier, that's when you check your emails. That's when you reply to them. At the end of your workday, that's it. No more. Because if you, like, you know this, if you do check something and something, a, a problem has arisen or, you know, some issue or something you need to deal with comes up, you're going to want to deal with it. And that's going to throw you back into work mode. So I highly recommend that you, you know, you have those boundaries in place and that when, you know, you finish work, you put it aside, you don't check it again. And you have an evening routine. Again, this is going to vary for everyone, but some things I do recommend is, um, you know, trying to get away from screens within a couple of hours of sleep, you know, like laptops or um, computers or TVs or tablets. Uh, maybe, you know, having a, a Kindle Paperwhite or reading a book or something's okay. Or if you have a screen, get some sort of Twilight app that changes the blue uh, to red ratio so that it's not so hard on your eyes and your poor little brain. Uh, So doing that will help you to wind down. Have a bedtime. I know that sounds funny, but, you know, 
we should have a bedtime. Why not? <laughs> we all need enough sleep. We need that whatever how many hours of sleep your body needs. Having a bedtime helps you go to bed at the right time, get up at the right, a good time, and again helps with that routine because that just makes life a, a lot more relaxing. Uh, one thing I used to do when I was really bad at going to bed on time because I tend to start reading a book and then I totally lose track of anything around me until I finish is having a, a bedtime alarm on my phone so it would actually go off to remind me it's, I need to go to bed now. So <laughs> I actually have used that many, many times and it's quite useful. So having a morning and perhaps an evening routine to bookend your day and make sure that you have you know that time to get going in the morning and the time to wind down in the evening. My next tip is to have dedicated days or times of day for different tasks. So you have a lot of different jobs you know when you're a maker or a creative making and creating things is only part of your work you have to do all the other work that goes along with running a business. And if you're constantly jumping from task to task, it can be really hard to settle down and focus and get feel like you're making progress and actually getting stuff done. So what I recommend is you actually have specific days or you split your day up into parts. So for example, uh, I personally try to schedule anything that requires interacting with someone else, <laughs> like interviews, podcast interviews, um, thrive a circle calls or anything like that. They are all Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. So I try to leave Monday and Friday free for, for my other work so that I, I just know ahead of time it's just that I won't have something, uh, you know, something like that interrupting my flow on Mondays or Fridays. I can do some focused work in that time. And I used to have, um, before Nick took over a lot of the making, I used to have making days and admin days or I would split it into parts so I might like do one or two hours of admin first up and then make for a couple of hours and then do admin at the end of the day. So you have chunks of time throughout the day where you dedicate to different tasks. So whatever works for you, whatever combination of these things, whatever way you do it, I just recommend you try it. So like try a different thing each week. So next week say, all right, I'm going to have uh, set aside days for things. For example, I'm going to ship on... Tuesdays and Fridays is when I'm going to do my shipping and I'm going to do my packing, you know, at 2 p.m. in the afternoon on those days and then go to the post office and then I'm finished work for the day, whatever it might be. Give it a try, set aside specific times and see if it helps because what it, what it will do is you'll, you will get used to focusing on different tasks at different times and it will, again, become a habit, become a routine. We are habitual creatures, so anything you can do to it, uh, bring good, positive habits into your workflow is really powerful and very, very useful because it means you're not constantly fighting against yourself, thinking, I should be doing this thing right now, but I'm actually doing something else. You're like, no, this time is for this job, this time is for that job, and then you just know when it's, you know, know when you have time for certain jobs, which is really, really helpful. Okay, the next thing I recommend, and this those of you in the Thriver Circle will be very familiar with what I call my top three priorities planning method, which I don't think I've really shared in depth outside of the circle. Uh, but one of the keys to that is 
the rule of threes. So what I'm going to suggest to you now is don't have more than three jobs to do each day. And by jobs, I don't mean individual tasks per se. For example, for me, making five rings is one job. You know, I, that is these orders are one job getting them done. Another job might be recording a podcast. Uh, another job might be um, doing an interview with someone, whatever it might be. No more than three major jobs throughout the day. And the ideal here is to have one uh, core job, you know, so one task that is the number one priority and then two other jobs that are secondary in importance or urgency so that you, you know you're going to get that number one job done and you're hoping to get the other two jobs done, but if one or two or even both of them fall by the wayside, it's not going to be a huge deal. You can push them off to the next day or even a few days later. So generally as makers, if we've got orders to do, they're going to be high priority jobs uh, and we're going to have a, you know, a, a core set of those to do. Uh, there are other, obviously other jobs you might do um, a blog post a week or something like that or schedule up your Facebook post for the week or your Instagram posts. Whatever it is, don't overload yourself. A problem that often arises is we try to do too much and then we end up getting nothing done because we procrastinate because we feel overwhelmed. It's very common, very common issue. So by not, actually, not overloading yourself and you can actually get stuff done and feel like you've accomplished something, which gives you that positive reinforcement, which means you build trust in yourself and it builds confidence and it builds enthusiasm. So one thing you can do if you're like, well, three jobs, eh, that's not enough. I'm, I'm going to have more time. Uh, you may have more time, but rule of thumb, things will always take longer than you think they're going to take. <laughs> so if you think something's going to take you an hour, it's probably going to take you an hour and a half, maybe two hours. So having um, leeway is a really good idea. So this is what I do, and this is something you can do uh, if you want to give it a shot. You... Choose those three major jobs. Rank them in order of priority, one, two, three. Then for the week, you can have a bank of tasks, small tasks that can be slotted in anywhere. So small tasks might be I need to plan, you know, next month's podcast for me, for example. So that I could do that any time in that week. That's It's not really time bound. As long as it gets done before next month, no big deal. So if you have a list of those smaller tasks, then when you, if you get to the end of your work day, well, not the end of your work day, if you get through those three jobs you've already assigned for Tuesday, for example, and you've got two hours of work day left, well, you can either Skype off early and have an early mark, or you can pull some jobs from that list of small things and cross them off the list. And there's no pressure there. It's like, well, I'll get as many of these as I can get done in the next two hours, and then I'm, I'm finished for the day. So that's a nice way of me of planning things so that you don't overwhelm yourself, you don't have too much to do, and and make this work for you. If it if you don't have much time each day, make it one task, just one job every day, and then if you can do an extra one, great. And there might be days where you have a whole day and you can say, you know, I can get three done today. But I really recommend you don't go over three, like major jobs in one day because. 
it just it the brain just goes ah oh, overwhelm too much too much responsibility too many things I have to focus on and it becomes way more difficult to focus and to achieve and to complete things especially if you're uh, mentally jumping between tasks throughout the day rather than just focusing with one on one thing until it's done uh, it can be you know a lot harder to to get things done if you do that okay so we're up to number six I believe and that is to plan your week or day ahead of time rather than on the day itself. So, for example, plan Wednesday on Tuesday at the end of your work day. But I, I do this on a larger scale. My preference is to actually plan the week ahead on Friday afternoon. So at the end of my work day on Friday, like my last hour or so, um, I actually sit down and look at my following week and plan out my, the week to come. And the reason I do that is so that I have a clear idea of what's coming up. For example, have I got anything scheduled that I need to put into my calendar on my phone or just double check it's there, double check I've got alarms set up to remind me. Uh, do I have to go out to do any, you know, go to any appointments or anything like that? Do I have any urgent um, orders that are going to need to go on a certain date? That'll, you know, that'll all get scheduled in. And it means that at, by fr on Friday afternoon, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm relaxed, I'm confident that I've planned next week. There's no surprises. Well, <laughs> surprises might come up, but at this point in time, there are no surprises. And, and obviously when you do this, just remember, leave, leave some leeway, leave some gaps, because there will inevitably be things that come up that you have to deal with urgently. So make sure you don't chock-a-block fill your week with jobs leave a bit of space for things that might come up. Uh, so another thing to do is schedule the most important jobs early in the week, putting any less important tasks later in the week in case they need to be pushed back because something comes up. And also because you're fresher, you know, earlier in the week, you've got more energy, you've hopefully had a weekend off or at least a day off, um, and you, you're coming back to work with a bit more enthusiasm and uh it means that you'll get those things done and then you can feel good about yourself because you've ticked off the most important jobs in uh, by Tuesday or Wednesday and then the rest of the week is gravy. And it also means that when you sit down on Monday morning, you don't have to waste that first few hours of productive time planning your week. It's already done. You can just dive straight in and get, get stuff done from the get-go. Um, obviously, if you're like me and you have a weekend off, one of the first things you're probably going to do on Monday is actually go through the uh, emails from the weekend. Uh, I usually do that relatively early on my workday on Monday. If there's anything, any other job that is super, super, super urgent and I want to make sure I get it done before I do that, I do that. But most of the time I'll sit down with my first cup of coffee uh, and my, well, my first proper cup of coffee. <laughs> I have, I have a, espresso machine at home so I make a, a latte for myself just as I sit down to work and I have it then but I have a I have a a, a, a sneaky black coffee earlier in the morning um, so I sit down and I, I go through empty my inbox and when I'm doing that obviously I'm if there's any tasks that have come up I can slot them into the week plan where I've left some gaps hooray and all is well, and then I can jump straight into the rest of my work week. So that's that's a planning uh, method or routine I would highly recommend you do. And 
The very last thing, my last suggestion for Work at Home Creatives, well, my last suggestion in this podcast because there's heaps of other things, but I've decided to limit it to seven to make it a bit, you know, consumable for you, is have a regular habit of getting out of the house <laughs> for a positive personal reason. So I work at home. Uh, the only thing that I have to leave the house for is I teach yoga once a week on a Thursday night. I can literally not leave the house for the rest of the week if I don't make myself because my office is upstairs, the workshop is downstairs, Nick usually goes and does the post office runs and he often does the shopping as well when he does the post office runs. So I really literally have no reason that I have to leave the house, which is not really healthy, let's be honest. It's not healthy to not socialise or to not get out and out into the world and, you know, have a cup of coffee somewhere or go for a walk in the park or go down to the lake or go down to the ocean side. So you can get a bit isolated and you can get a bit inward. Now, I'm an introvert. I love my alone time, so it's really easy for me to fall into this trap. If you're an extrovert, you probably don't have to worry about this one so much because you're probably seeking out things to do to get yourself out of the house to hang out with people. But I think it's really important to, you know, go out and do things that, that fill you up, you know. I don't know, whatever it is for you. For me, it might be going for a swim in the ocean, going for a walk by the lake. It might be meeting a friend for brunch because I have the ability to do that on a weekday. Uh, whatever it might be, just making the habit of getting out of the house and seeing the world around you and getting out of work mode or just out of that, that rut. And uh, it can invigorate you and get yourself energised again. So something I love to do is to actually... You know, I, I have a Monday to Friday work day, but I have a little bit of leeway there. You know, I, I'm self-employed. I can I can choose my hours. So often, at least once during the week, I'll sort of slot in a, a kind of a bit of playtime or fun time where I'll organise to get out of the house during those working hours and do something like I've just mentioned. And it, it's really nice. It's really fun. And it's, you know, honestly, it's one of the perks of working for yourself. Why not do it? Why not take advantage of the fact you're not talking in somewhere in an office that you have to be there so as long as you know and, and I think we get stuck often in this guilt this feeling of guilt that if we're not working all day every day during work hours then we're slacking off and I know I've, I've felt this way before but honestly as long as you're getting your work the work you decided you need to do done it doesn't matter you deserve to have a bit of downtime you deserve to have that time to yourself to do other things that you enjoy so don't feel guilty about it. Schedule it in. Make it an important thing. Make it a priority in your life and it'll be well worth it. So I'm just going to quickly recap before I finish up. My seven tips are, number one, have a dedicated work day or work hours. Number two, have a dedicated workspace. Number three, have a morning routine and potentially an evening routine. Number four, have dedicated days or times of day for different tasks or different types of tasks. Uh, number five, have no more than three jobs or priorities for each day. Number six, plan your week and your day ahead of time. And number seven, have a regular habit of getting out of the house. Oh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. I love that. That was a really fun one for me to put together. Uh, all stuff I've learnt the hard way which I'm sharing so that you hopefully don't have to learn the hard way. <laughs> and uh, I'm, what's the time? 
I'm probably going to head downstairs and grab a cup of tea and read a bit. My friends have actually, uh, everybody else I'm travelling with, there's six of us travelling together. Uh, everybody but Nick and I went off to see the snow monkeys today, so I'm looking forward to hearing all about that when they get home. And then we're going out for Korean barbecue, apparently, for dinner, just down the road, which is good because it's snowing quite heavily, so I wouldn't really want to walk too far in the dark. And then I'm going to be off skiing tomorrow, so fingers crossed that's super fun and I get the hang of it because I found snowboarding quite a challenge. <laughs> so I've heard that skiing is easier, so fingers crossed it is. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you want to read the show notes, the summary of this episode, make sure to head on over to the website, createandthrive.com, and look for episode 91. Thanks so much for listening. As always, it's an honour to be here with you Create and Thrive podcast, and I'm Jess Van Dam, and I'll speak to you again next week. Bye for now.